Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX Feedbacks Podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am the mayor of this joint. This man next to me is your vice mayor, my thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Of course, we got Father Overlord Jacob on the ones and twos. And Making we are you late. so happy. It's it's all his fault that we're late. But of course, uh, <laughs> we're so happy that you are here. No matter if you got here on time or if you're late, I'm sure Cogs is going to be late. We know Cogs is going to be late. But a big ski to you, Connor, and a ski to you all. Uh, a, a big ski to the Arizona Diamondbacks front office, Jesse. A big ski to them for getting the Corbin Carroll deal done. And when I say that, I mean his contract extension uh, done when, when they got it done. Because had they waited, it may have gotten very expensive and it may have cost them even more after the recent news of Bobby Witt Jr.'s extension with the Kansas City Royals. Oh, it certainly would have cost them more, <laughs> a whole lot more. Uh, originally, I thought you were uh, saying ski to the Diamondbacks front office for not signing Clayton Kershaw oh, to well, a, a one-year contract. Oh, well, to them for not signing Clayton <laughs> Kershaw as well. We could start out there because our friend Clayton Kershaw, a.k.a. the incel, a.k.a. our uh, our, our spy in the Dodgers organization, is still... <laughs> Still a member of the Dodgers organization, Jesse. Uh, you know that's uh, that's that's always something fun to to have happen because the Diamondbacks obviously have owned him. We know Clayton Kershaw is the son of uh, Christian Walker, of course, uh, <laughs> and uh, just happy happy to have him back. Yeah, yeah. The last time Clayton Kershaw uh, pitched uh, pitched in a in a major league baseball game, it, it wasn't it wasn't great uh, for for his team. We, uh, we, no, in fact, uh, the team shop has that uh, memento of that. Of yes, that. Yes, we have that right do. here. This yeah. is uh, go go get this right now at the Chase Field Team Shop. See, we thought this might have aged poorly because if Kershaw maybe was with another team, this picture might not be so impactful. But he's back, so hey, this is uh, this is still a very current picture. It's not outdated at all. I I do genuinely wonder like what the what the Dodgers assessment is of of how Clayton Kershaw pitched in that game because it was I mean it was bad it, it was another level yeah. of bad yeah the Diamondbacks were just hitting it, the living daylight out bad. of the baseball yeah. it, it wasn't just like oh commands a little shaky you know you know the the life on his fastball is not there or whatever. It was it was a concerning sort of outing. Right. Uh, at least if I were in the Dodgers front office, I was like, "All right, this you know this could be uh, not necessarily the end of Clayton Kershaw's career, but it, it certainly did not inspire confidence in Clayton Kershaw's ability to continue to pitch moving forward." Granted, he had a pretty good regular season. Like if you look at Clayton Kershaw's yeah. regular season numbers from last year, uh, his FIP wasn't quite as good. Some of the peripherals weren't as nice, but. I mean, he still had a sub three ERA, uh, which is very, very good. And certainly you'd certainly you'd want to bring that guy back. So I wonder kind of what their assessment was of him. But uh, I'm not too surprised about him coming back. It frankly wouldn't have felt right for Clayton Kershaw to be pitching in any other uniform than that of the Dodgers. I know there was some talk of him going to the Texas Rangers, uh, sort of a hometown uh, kind of a deal there. But that never seemed to, to pick up too much steam. Uh, by the way, his ERA in last year's playoffs, <laughs> 162.0. What's his ERA in his career in the playoffs, though? Uh, his career in the playoffs actually is it's not 
great. Terrible, but not as bad as you would think it would sure. be. He has a 4.49 career ERA. But, but he has Kershaw. 12 years, 22 series in the playoffs. So he's he has a lot of, of time uh, in there. And he, he has performed well at times, just not performed well in big moments he's right? had like, i mean he's had some very good postseason yeah. starts like you can't you can't look at, i mean clayton kershaw's pitching a lot of postseason games it's not like he's been terrible every time out uh but yeah that i mean that game against the diamondbacks was very much the the culmination of <laughs> of uh clayton kershaw's entire postseason career where he just hasn't been as effective and uh, it'll be interesting to see what he's able to give the Dodgers in 2024. Uh, he had a fairly significant shoulder procedure that is going to keep him out for, I think, at least like the first half of, of the season. He won't be available to the Dodgers until the second half. But I mean, the last thing that that, you know, the Diamondbacks needed was for the Dodgers to add more starting rotation depth than they already had. Uh, if you if there were a day where Clayton Kershaw were healthy and all of the other Dodgers starters were healthy, too. It would be very frightening. I mean, it would be uh, it would be Yamamoto. It would be Walker Bueller. Um, it would be Clayton Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Tyler Glass. Now, like if if the Dodgers ever have one turn through the rotation, that is those five guys. That is outrageous. I mean, Absolutely. Bobby Miller is probably the worst pitcher on that list. I guess maybe it's Kershaw now. Uh, those guys were were you know number two starter types. Uh, you know, maybe number three, but probably number two starter types in twenty twenty three. So. Yeah, there's there's an out, an outrageous amount of talent in in that Dodgers rotation right now. I think the in defense of Kershaw, the one thing that is terrible about Major League Baseball is how you can go through a 162 game season and yeah. be a good pitcher, and then have your reputation determined by a couple of games in the playoffs, right? And that's kind of what's happened to Kershaw. Like you said, he has been very good at times during the regular season, but. That, that does kind of become his reputation now, especially with his last performance against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Be interesting to see when he comes back, you know, what what version of Clayton Kershaw we see. But uh, for now, welcome back. Happy to have you. Yeah. Happy to, <laughs> happy to see you. Gabby Moreno is not disappointed with the news, I'm sure. <laughs> nope. uh, I'm guessing Christian Walker, uh, he popped a special, special bourbon on behalf of this <laughs> occasion. Uh, speaking of popping special liquor, of course, we did talk about Bobby Witt Jr. signing that contract extension with the Kansas City Royals. It's a, a gigantic extension for a very talented player. The exact kind of guy you build your franchise around. The exact yeah. kind of guy that the Arizona Diamondbacks have, are building their franchise around. But uh, now with looking at this extension, this massive extension, you got to be thankful once again that the D-backs the got the job done with Corbin when they did versus after his uh, rookie of the year season, and definitely after seeing some of these other deals uh, that other players were getting. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. in 2023, he slashed 276, 319, 495, 30 dingers, 96 RBI. Uh, he had 49 stolen bases of 5.7 foire, and just an excellent, excellent season. Like everything you would want out of a player uh, that, the, that the Royals drafted as, highly, as high as they did. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Wood is a really good player. I think I think some people might, you know, you see his on base percentage for his career being, you know, three oh seven. That's not that's not very good, right? Like Bobby Wood is maybe he doesn't have the plate discipline that, that Corbin Carroll has. Sure. But he's a 
he's a freaking really good baseball player. Uh, I mean, Bobby Witt, a uh, career OPS of 770 in 2023, though, it was up to 813. As you mentioned, almost six wins above replacement. A lot of that comes from his defense. He's an outstanding defender. Yeah. Uh, I know Corbin Carroll did 25 homers and 54 RBI. Uh, Bobby Witt did 30 homers and 49. Yeah. Or, sorry, 25 homers and 54 stolen bases yeah, yeah, is what I'm trying to say. More, more RBI than that. Yeah, sure. he had a lot more <laughs> RBI than that. Uh, Bobby Witt had 30 homers and 49 stolen bases. So kind of right there in, in the same neighborhood both very impressive Witt was caught 15 times uh he's not wasn't as efficient of a base stealer as corbin carroll but uh yeah bobby witt does you know not not quite everything that corbin carroll does but he's probably a he's a better defender he plays a premium position corbin carroll's capable of, of playing some center field but he you know he's not really getting much opportunity there uh witt is a, an extremely extremely valuable player uh, especially on that team. He is the most valuable team on that player, and it definitely makes sense. The most sense. valuable team on that player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, we're both a mess We're just the way this is. Welcome in. <laughs> Words hard sometimes, okay? Uh, but uh, Corbin, again, that eight-year, $111 million deal with a club option for one more year, $28 million. Uh, Witt, 11-year, $289 million with a club option for three years for 89 million. Is that right? So if they extend yeah. it, it's another three it's years. Four, it could go up to 14 years, which is, <laughs> wow. which is outrageous. That's insane, man. I mean, uh, let's, I, do we have what, what little comparison graphic between these two guys? Of course, uh, this is the breakdown of their yearly deals and how once again, crazy Bobby Witt Jr.'s extension is versus, uh, the breakdown there by Nick Pecoro of Corbin Carroll's contract. Yeah, it's a little it's a little tricky to do like an apples to apples comparison because Bobby Witt has two years of service time now. Corbin Carroll has one, so they're really offset by like one year. Also, Bobby Witt signed his contract after two years, whereas Corbin Carroll signed his contract before even reaching one year of service time. Uh, so it's not it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison if you go year to year. Um, but if you think about it in terms of like when these guys are, are reaching free agency and whatnot, you can you can kind of draw some comparisons um, as far as the three arbitration years. Both of these deals include the full three arbitration years for, for each player. Uh, Bobby Witt is making $7 million in his first arbitration year, 13 in his second, 19 in his third. Corbin Carroll is making $10 million in his first year of arbitration, then 12, then 14. So they're pretty comparable there. Uh, Bobby Witt, I think, is making $39 million total in those three years compared to 36 for Corbin. Um, so pretty similar there. But once you hit free agency, as you can see here with Bobby Witt, the num, I mean, the thir- the thirty fives just go on for forever, Derek. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's there's just so there's so many years yeah. uh, on this on this deal for for Bobby Witt Jr. Corbin Carroll, the Diamondbacks bought out two years of free agency at twenty million each. Uh, with Bobby Witt, the Kansas City Royals are buying out seven years of free agency, four of which, as you could see there have player options attached to them. So Bobby Witt has a lot of ability to kind of leave uh, whenever he wants to, if he, if he decides to do that. So um, yeah. Why would you like, I mean, who knows? Like you said, the, the value $35 million today is not what $35 million. Yeah. Who who knows? knows? Right. But my God, I mean, it gets to a point where like you have to be a special kind of athlete and a special kind of person to receive a contract worth that much money and still stay focused on the task at hand. Typically, the yeah. task at hand is performing at a level that is going to 
get you that kind of contract in return. But now that you've received it, how do you how do you respond? You know, what we saw out of Corbin Carroll after getting that contract was him doing everything he could to bring home that Rookie of the Year award so that the Diamondbacks would get that additional draft pick. He spoke about it several times, about how important that was. Like, the Rookie of the Year achievement was a great achievement, but for him, in in his eyes, the bigger goal was what that draft pick could do for the franchise. What we saw was Corbin immediately exceed his value, right, after receiving that contract. And again, it shows what kind of person he is and Bobby Witt Jr. is the same kind of character. I don't expect to see him, you know, all of a sudden drop off on production. I would wouldn't be surprised to see him motivated to to, to try even harder in 2024. I just think, from my perspective, I am not that kind of person. If you give me 35 million dollars, like guaranteed, and it's my decision over the next couple of years, man, you're lucky if you're getting 225 out of me in batting average. You know, like. I'm going to be eating snacks and I'm just going to be chilling like that's that's how it is. See, players, you know, again, they have to stay motivated. They have to continue to be worth that kind of, you know, money. And I mean, it goes beyond just the fact that you've been given it. It's, you know, there's public scrutiny. There's the fans. There's there's a lot of things involved there. But uh, it's it's not it's not always the case that every athlete that receives that guaranteed money lives up to what a team paid them for right and that's the reason why it's it's really hard to stay motivated after you've essentially hit hit the big payday you've been seeking yeah i mean uh, going back to to some of the some of the numbers here between these two deals bobby witt will be 34 years old when the guaranteed portion of his deal is done uh, whereas corbin carroll will have just turned 31 if the diamondbacks exercise the club option yeah he would only be 30 with the guaranteed portion. So, so this the Royals, is Bobby Witt's like big contract that a lot of players yeah, are seeking. This deal Corbin Carroll went, could still get his big, right. big deal after that, you know, after this one is was up right. technically. Which I guess is maybe part of, you know, maybe Corbin uh that that benefits him in some ways. Sure. Like he could still get like a seven, eight year deal when, you know, when he's thirty years old. Um that is that is possible. But then there's the club option, which it certainly seems like the Diamondbacks are likely to pick up. So you're probably looking at Corbin being 31 by the time he reaches free agency. Um, and you could still get a big deal at 31 if, you know, if you're a star level player. But yeah, the the guarantee here for the Royals goes basically four years uh, deeper into uh, Witt's career than the deal that the Diamondbacks gave Corbin Carroll. And all of those are at 35 million right. uh, per season compared to 28 million. So yeah, it goes back to what you said earlier. If, if the Diamondbacks had waited to do this, uh, I mean, this would have been like the Diamondbacks not only uh, you know passing on the extension last year, but letting Corbin have another you know pretty solid MLB season, and then after two years of Corbin Carroll being in the big leagues, the Diamondbacks approaching yeah. him about an extension, yeah. you're going to be paying a heck that's, of a lot of money at that point based on comparison. based on what we've seen. That's a great comparison. So great job, front office. They continue to do good things for this team, and and. Again, that's the reason why I think it was important for ownership to kind of open up the, you know, open up the pockets, uh, open up the the wallet a little bit for Mike Hazen to go out there and add to this team during the offseason like he did. He has proven that he is savvy in making these moves and building towards the future. And again, this this deal isn't bad for Corbin by comparison. You know, the the one aspect about it, like we said, is is that they did buy out those two years. These are there's there's things involved where Bobby Witt Jr. had to go through those you know a couple of years that Corbin essentially had his contract start like 
right 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 away essentially right he gets out of it earlier right and he still gets a fairly substantial deal that is is worth his value but he's he he's definitely worth more money and and would it would have yes. received more money had this contract extension taken place after you know after this this wonderful season that he had i mean come on rookie of the year and a world series run like, and fifth and mvp voting either yeah. any one of those three things would have been enough to say like that's going to be uh you know uh, uh, something that drives up his value but all three of those things together makes it no doubt that that he would have received yeah. more money. I mean, I think another way to think about this is I don't know if the Diamondbacks do it. If they had waited to extend Corbin Carroll until right now, I could see a scenario where the price tag is just so high that the team just decides yeah. that it's not yeah. it's just not something that they want to do, not cuz Corbin isn't worth you know a substantial investment or he's not receptive to it it's just like it's like a stock yeah right you gotta sometimes buy at the right time and sure you gotta wait for a player's value to kind of be within your range that you can afford it zach gallon is a perfect case of that because his value right now is far too high and the d-backs have that shit that ship has sailed yeah, D-backs I mean, have waited too long now right? they're gonna if they do do it <laughs> right. they're gonna pay a heck of a lot of right. money for it yeah, yeah i mean yeah and that's the thing is is it's not to say that both sides that gallon has has been very open about wanting to stay here it's just not if not if the money isn't right Please. and not if you yeah. can get more money elsewhere which is inevitable but one one more thing i want to say on this is i just think it's really good for baseball that the that the Kansas City Royals a small market team that has had a pretty yeah. good offseason like yeah. they actually spent some money this offseason but they're not the yeah. kind of team that spends a ton of money um and they went out and they said hey Bobby Witt Jr is our star player he's the centerpiece of our franchise um you know he's someone that we want to build this team around you know no matter what the future holds and the kansas city royals are going to pay bobby witt jr 35 million dollars a year for a whole lot of years like they had to make an enormous commitment to do this um but this this trend that we've seen throughout the game of these early career contract extensions is allowing teams that previously would not have been able to hold on to their star centerpiece franchise players those teams are now starting to hold on to those players a little bit julio resign yeah. you know is with the mariners for forever corbin carroll with the diamondbacks wit with the kansas city royals i think it's i think it's really good for the game you're absolutely right and it's one of those situations where when those young stars start to reach the end of that contract it just becomes a all right which one of the big market teams is gonna gonna nab them up and then yeah go yeah it's their, like all right yeah. how long till till bobby witt is a yankee yeah, right like yeah, that's the game exactly. that, that we used to always have to play and who knows i mean with that contract who knows if the royals are going to continue down a path where they are going to be good enough for that to to be you know to, to be a contract they can afford if that's the case then they could end up turning to one of those teams like the yankees or the dodgers to trade him over so that they can take <laughs> over on that but i'm just that's the darkest there's a part. there's a no trade clause oh so. hey, come on you're waving that for you know you're waving that to go be part of the super team known as the dodgers i love talking <laughs> about the darkest possible timeline you know me <laughs> apparently you do <laughs> Uh, well, we appreciate you guys being here uh, for all of this negativity on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And please leave us a thumbs up. We always appreciate you dropping those likes. Of course, if you are listening on the audio podcasting side, we love you listeners as well. Please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. 
Uh, Jesse and I saw one yesterday that we both missed that was very, very nice. Uh, very we, nice. we always appreciate hearing some of the kind things you guys have to say. Of course, we like to give back. And in doing so, uh, we want to tell you guys to not miss out on joining Circle K's Inner Circle program. It's their free membership program. All you got to do is download the Circle K app today. Do it. Uh, terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com. But when you need, when you do, uh, you will receive 25 cents off per gallon for your first five Phillips. It's very important right now to save as much money as possible on gas. Those prices are going up and down every single day. Of course, you also save three cents off per gallon after that. There's some wonderful free stuff they'll throw you in the app as well. You get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products. So make sure to sign up for the inner circle today. Also, speaking of money and saving money, make sure to put your money somewhere where you can trust that that institution, that financial institution, has your best interests in mind, and you can do so with Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make your lives better. Of course, you can look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. Uh, and right now, when you open a free checking account online, you get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Jesse, I saw the median rental price was near $2,000 in this country right now. It's disgusting. And I'm glad once again that Desert Financial helped me get started on my home ownership journey because uh, that's not something I can afford now at this point. But uh, luckily- We're all jealous of you, Derek. Oh yeah, don't even get me started on my interest, interest rate. Rates went up again uh-huh. across the board. Yeah, I know. It's wild. Yeah, it's like 7% a year. It's wild. Yeah, I got 2.75%. Yeah, we don't want to hear all. about anyway, it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what we can do though is we can talk about uh, spring training being right around the corner because it is right around the corner. Cannot wait to be out in the sunshine. It's a dreary day here in Arizona today, but uh, it's going to be bright and sunny before we know it. We're going to I uh, can't wait to be sunburned out at Camelback Ranch before before I know it. But uh, we did, with spring training right around the corner, we did want to take a look at some of the Cactus League ballparks and do a little tier list ranking. Of course, we love to do this. We love to pit things like ballparks against each other, decide which ones are the best. So, Faj, if you would, can we get to our tier maker for uh ballparks all right here we go we got our tier maker for ballparks uh and jesse you already told me before we started that we were going to disagree here that we were going to have some arguments yeah there there will probably be there will probably be some debate i'm ready for this but do i need to mediate you might you might i might yell at him and call him names that he's not going to be able to call (laughs) me back because he refuses to use that kind of language on this show but uh we will see do we want to start with the hell tier or do we want where do we want to start out here do you want to just just go in the order that yeah we just gotta go ballpark by ballpark all right so anyway camelback ranch camelback ranch (laughs) speaking of getting sunburned out in the sun oh my god uh camelback ranch falls for me in the hell tier wow i I hate camelback (laughs) ranch I uh, do not like. Uh, this is just because the Dodgers play there. Is well, it? I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of that too. Like it's a dash of that, and it's a, it's a little dash of uh, the lack of shade. Look at that ballpark. Where can I hide from the sun in March in that ballpark? <laughs> Nowhere is the answer. Nowhere, along with like fifteen hundred other people along that like right like underneath the uh, the the suites over there. That's about it. 
It's a nightmare. The the press box at I, I'm inclined to grade Cactus League ballparks by two things because of my job. Proximity to my house and quality of press box. You're a monster. Those are the only things no. I care about. We are I'm going to do, do my rankings solely on those two <laughs> things. All right. Camelback, I live in, in the Scottsdale area. So Camelback Ranch Very is on the other side you. of the world. Very far from you. Um, and the press box is not great, Derek. No. The windows don't open. No. Uh, which is kind of an archaic oh, thing so at this point. Like yeah. You got to have at least windows that open at this point. A lot of ballparks like Salt River Fields have like the windows that slide and make it so you're it feels like you're basically just outside with everyone else enjoying the game. It's delightful. Um, but yeah, Camelback Ranch doesn't have those things. I'm pretty sure last year um, I had to sit behind like a pillar. Yeah. And so my view, yeah. they have like pillars inside of the press box that just Don't like obscure your view of the game. So based on those two things, it's not my favorite place. I am still a little bit hesitant to put it in the hell tier because I think it's a pretty nice place to to see a game, um, but uh, the sun is is an issue. Uh, the stadium, I don't know the exact details, but the stadium is, was built at a weird this angle. Is fan enjoyment, right? yeah, it's like it's pointed right at the sun somehow. It like is, it's, it is, like yeah, it's specifically designed for you to just be in the sun the whole time. Which is a which is like one of the more like spring training in Arizona is delightful. But it can be not so delightful if you're baking in the sun yeah. on like an 80 degree afternoon at the I, ballpark. You basically it. just like can't sit in your seats for very long. Um, so yeah, I think hell's a little. I think it's a little excessive. But if if you're gonna, Gabriel I, I won't argue too. Much, I won't argue too much with you if you want to put it there. Yeah, we got it. Some look. Some need to be put in the hell tier, and that's how it goes. And that's what we're starting off with. Very positive. Uh, very positive outlook by putting them in the hell tier. Uh, Gabriel says, I would only ever consider Camelback for a night game. Uh, uh, that Michael, Michael nice. said that. Gabriel, Gabriel called it Heat Stroke Ranch, which is very... The mountain very views are nice. If you're, if you're like, okay. I guess at least from from like up, you're like looking, in the press area, is nice. You're just looking for stuff to say. Uh, but it right. has some good things. Like, I don't think there's any ballpark in the Cactus League that's truly just awful. Uh, no, but I don't true. know. I haven't heard what but you're going to say about all the others. Tier, so. We got to make a tier list here. Okay, so what's the next ballpark? What do we have next? Goodyear Ballpark. Oh, Goodyear Ballpark. Oh, I like Goodyear Ballpark. Um, I actually have Goodyear Ballpark as an A. Ballpark. Really? I do. Wow. Okay. All right. What do you got, Jesse Friedman? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd call it an A. I'd probably give it a B. Uh, you've spent a lot more time though at some of these places than yes. I have. I covered one night game uh, there last year. Um, again, by my two criteria, uh -huh. very very far from home. Very for far me. from home. Yeah, no, uh, I get that. Uh, I press get that. box. I remember being very cramped. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not too happy with it from from that perspective. But it did seem it did seem like a like a pretty nice place to see a game. Okay. So where are we landing on it? Do we want to put it in B? You do you want to? Uh, I'm okay with putting it in B. Again, it's not. Uh, it, I I just I I like. Um, I I've always liked Goodyear. I don't know. I think there, I there's think there's a, some things. I think it's a B. I think it's a B. All right, let's put it a B. It's solid, but it's not like I don't think Goodyear Ballpark is is that great. I guess the criteria is: Are there like obviously you've got your S tier ballparks, and I think everybody knows where we're headed with those. But like, of course. are there ballparks that are not S tier ballparks that you think are better than Goodyear? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Like you know, for me, like for me, like the the epitome of an A tier, and you'll get there 
like for me, Scottsdale Stadium's an A tier ballpark. See, I like good. I don't think you're gonna like what Derek has to say about Scottsdale Stadium based on on our discussions before the show. Oh, like there's a lot not to like about Scottsdale Stadium, but uh, I love the food at Goodyear. I I love just some of the design aspects of it kind of sure. being a little All bit right, more you know small. What? I'll let small you ha- I'll ballpark. let you have this, Derek. Okay. We'll, we'll put it we'll put it in A. Okay. J- Jacob, move it up. Move it up to A. What do we got I'm next? Convinced. Thank you. I appreciate that. We got Surprise, surprise Stadium. Next. Oh, I would put Surprise Stadium in hell tier based on the drive yeah, it's, alone. It's terrible. It's I, so awful. <laughs> I don't like the drive to Surprise Stadium mostly because it tells me when I get off of the freeway or whatever that it's Three and a half miles away. Yeah. But somehow that's that three and a half miles takes 45 <laughs> minutes for me to get there. And I don't want to attack it because there's great, like, Surprise actually is a beautiful ballpark. I'm not even joking. Yeah, it's, about yeah, it's nice. Uh, it does yeah. not belong in the hell tier. So we're going to have to move it. That's, that's a little unacceptable because uh, it is very beautiful. Now, I will say, uh, Surprise is designed to look like the ballpark at Arlington, I believe, right? That's where the Rangers play. The, right? Yeah, the old the old one, I guess. The old one, yeah, uh, right. Kansas City Royals. Sir, it Texas sure doesn't Rangers. look like whatever whatever that thing was that I had to watch the World Series in for those few days <laughs> is supposedly fancy and new. It was uh, it is not. That is a terrible that toaster is awful or that whatever that not even a toaster, it's a shed. Um but yeah, I will say <laughs> There is something I'd heard shed. I hadn't heard toaster. I yeah, kind of like that. It's it's I'll tell you this. Uh, the surprise renovated their stadium and made it like like that's what I like is like we went out there uh, and, and I've said this about spring training ballparks like keep them like you can keep them small. You can keep them uh, quaint, but you got to keep renovating them. You got to keep figuring yeah, out things for to sure. do like um, and and. There's difference between what Scottsdale is doing with their goddamn party patios and all that stuff they're adding. <laughs> but uh, like uh, Surprise has the largest scoreboard now in the Cactus. Oh, League. so things like that I think are cool. So I'm, yeah, I'm on a bump. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to take the drive out of the consideration. Uh, I think Surprise belongs in the B tier. Uh, okay. Um, I I think the location does kind of get me. It does, because right? Because it it is just I mean, I guess it was built before Arizona had freeways. No, don't. And don't, and so they just didn't know where Jesse, the freeways me, are going to be. That. Don't do that just, to me. They just put it in the middle of nowhere. Don't make me feel. Um, the D-backs used to play in Tucson. Let's just put this in perspective. That's true. It's everything out west that way. When we went to Phoenix Raceway, the drive there was fine. It was once you got off on Avondale Avenue that you lost a, a day of your life <laughs> just to get from there to the the raceway. Um all right, we we can we can put it in B if you if you. Yay! Feel, if you feel I feel like, like I'm getting my way like, with everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna be like this the whole way. All right, take over on this one, Peoria. Peoria, I need to hear your thoughts. Uh, Peoria, I I remember there being uh, just tons of traffic when I was trying to get there. Yes, because of um, Arrowhead Mall. Yeah, yeah, Which. exactly. It's in a it's in a very uh, there's there's a lot of cars around. Um, There's nine million things to eat in that vicinity, like in that area, like yes, restaurants, yes, fast food places. I can't speak much itself. to the food at the ballpark. Maybe yeah. you can, but there are a bazillion food options around the stadium. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a reasonably nice place to to see a game, though. Um, it feels like a, it feels like a B or a C to me. I don't know if you have a, 
I, on this. Peoria is by far the closest ballpark to me, and I hate that. I hate that Peoria is the closest one to me, mostly <laughs> because of the lack of food options in the ballpark versus all of the food options around the ballpark. Now, one time they did get for the press in and out burgers and they brought them in the press box oh. and they just had them there for you to grab one and eat. And that is still a very memorable, happy day in Derek Montia's life. Uh, I will <laughs> not put them in the hell tier, but I still think that they have terrible food options. I still think it's a rundown ballpark compared to a lot of how it's just a rundown. It's just run down. It looks old. Okay. That, that's fair. See, that's fair. I mean, like they are, they, they are all very like, they all have their own charm and stuff. And yes, there's a bunch of old ballparks here because of how long the cactus league has existed. But like, that's why I think surprise deserves more respect because even with that ridiculous drive, they still have done an amazing job of keeping that, extremely white ballpark and i don't mean that on a race thing i mean it's a, there's a lot of white to that ballpark uh and they just they, it's a very clean looking ballpark that's cool and it looks like it's so like you get there and it has all the bunting and it's everything like surprise stadium always looks very very nice when i go there and i like that i like that celebration of baseball peoria's not even trying anymore. Peoria got out of bed. <laughs> Their hair is still messy. They put on some house slippers and some sweatpants, and they had a spring training game. You know, that's what I feel like when I go to Peoria. All right, that's fair. So uh, Peoria is uh, a C. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it being a C. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that Tempe Diablo? This is Tempe Diablo. Oh, Tempe. Tempe Diablo has a, a soft. I have a soft spot for Tempe yeah. Diablo. I think we all do. Um, if you grew up in the Valley going to baseball games. The backdrop is pretty elite. The, and the backdrop. Well, the backdrop yeah. is pretty elite. For me personally, though, when I was in high school playing baseball, watching my siblings play baseball, pretty much all of our home games were at the backfields of Tempe Diablo Stadium. Mm. Uh, so I was very, I was a spoiled, spoiled brat yeah. uh, in that sense growing up. That's crazy. Um, granted, no high school kid is ever going to hit the ball out of uh, a backfield at Tempe Diablo Stadium because straightaway center is like 425 <laughs> feet. Uh, it was a little oversized for a high school game, but yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've, always, I've always thought the Tempe Diablo was a solid place to see the game. You've got the the mountain kind of right right there um kind of looking down on it you've got the the freeway in the background which is a little bit of a vibe in and of itself uh this feels like at least a b to me i'll i'll allow you to decide uh where where exactly you nope. want it to go b is exactly where i had it so uh for all the reasons you listed i mean again there's just a lot of history uh i think we've all gone to a lot of baseball games there again if you've grown up in the valley so b feels b feels right for me Okay. All right. We have Salt River Fields, automatic S tier. Yeah. There's no question it is, about it. It is elite. It's elite. There's like the only complaint about Salt River Fields at times is a lack of food options, but they seem to rectify that really fast with their ability to have like vendors come in and just set up little tents on the concourse and, and such. Sure. And I think it's something that more of the ballpark should do. I'm not sure if they do. I know when I go to them, it feels like they're pretty limited uh, for for food just being such a big part of the baseball experience and for those stadiums having spring training games for such a short condensed period of time, I would think that they would take advantage as much as possible. Now I do get it that they are trying to make you go buy their food, like at their vendors versus having the other options. I think that's why salt river fields kind of 
does does a better job at times with that. But if you go on the wrong day, none of those uh, those those vendors are there, and then it's just sad. But uh, still, Salt River Fields is beautiful. Uh, yes. It's right next to Jesse's house, so it automatically yes. is an S tier. <laughs> it is uh, got amazing press box accommodations, uh, and it's our it's our it's our home. Like honestly, I think the biggest thing for me about Salt River Fields being an S tier is that we get to spend a lot of time like exploring it and traveling around and seeing all of uh, all of the training facility that is there. And yeah, there's just a lot of cool things for athletes to go there and, and train and a lot of a lot of different area. A lot, it's just big. There's a lot of areas for their different levels of of players to all, you know, have their space and train at. Yeah, it's it's delightful. If we had a tier higher than S, I would put it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess S is as high as, high as we can go. We don't I've, even know about the lab. They won't even let us see the lab, that's right? True. There's the lab yeah, and there's, we can't see the lab. So that's a whole other level some, of there's like... There's some equipment there that, yeah. that, we're, that we're not allowed to see. But yeah, I've talked to some people in the industry about this and there's no question. Like all, all of us reporters, broadcasters, like the people who work in the game, Salt River Fields is not only uh, potentially far and away the best stadium in the Cactus League. Sloan Park is, is certainly in the conversation as well. Um, but... The, the best spring training stadium in in the in the country i don't think any i haven't been to florida i haven't seen any of those parks but from what i've heard they they don't really compare to salt river fields yeah i agree and and i think that there's a lot of things that they could have done differently that they didn't like as far as making it even you know more seating and all that stuff like i i love the fact that we still have the grassy area for people to sit in yeah, i love the fact totally. that it, it has like all of those little aspects that you love about going to a spring training game in one of the most modern facilities it's just a great place to watch a baseball game salt river fields might be like the diamondbacks having salt river fields like i don't know if there's anything that the diamondbacks have that other teams don't that is better than salt river fields like yeah. it is it is i mean i guess the rockies have it too but it, but, it is but, but it it's is fantastic the, it's the advantage like they've talked about with jock peterson building a home here and everybody wanting to live yeah. here there's that advantage of you get to live here year-round you don't have to go somewhere else for two months for your spring training and for all of that kind of stuff and like that's Very just true. a great advantage to not only have such a superior facility to train at but also to have it be right here where you you know live that you don't have to travel to go to it uh should we just do sloan park as an s tier now while we're talking about it yeah because, i think that's fair because yeah, that's the only other one that really compares it really is i mean i you think you think sloan is s you're not you're not you're not putting sloan like a step below in the a category well i mean i would love to make all of the spring training ballparks lesser than salt river fields because i feel like they are but in in honesty uh well like i hate the i i you know what I hate about Slow Park? We just talk about since you're talking about like your little press gripes, how far we have to walk from the press box to get to like the clubhouse for the interview and where that walk is and how lost I get every single time. But that's just because sometimes I'm like Mr. Magoo. Uh, I will say Sloan Park, though. What's beautiful about Sloan Park is how much of the Chicago Cubs you know, Wrigley Field it tries to bring here and the Chicago Cubs vibe it brings here. Like I, I think Surprise does that a bit with the with with the, obviously with the Texas yeah. Rangers. Yeah, they're trying but, to make it look like little baby Wrigley Field. Yeah, because they know there's so many Midwesterners. There, there so are, many. I went out there one time uh, to just pick somebody up, and when I was out there, I saw people like on a not like it was the spring training games weren't even happening, and people were just out there taking pictures with like the sign and stuff. Yeah, and like yeah. I think their team shop is open year round out there. 
they are playing to their fan base that lives here in Arizona, and it is a big fan base. Chicago, people from Chicago come here like everybody else from like the Northeast goes to Florida. Like this is where they come to vacation. This is where they come to retire. People from Chicago love coming to Arizona, and we yes. love having them. People from Chicago are awesome. I went to Chicago for my first time, and I couldn't believe how much I vibed with the people out there. It's mostly <laughs> because I like talking to strangers, and so do they. But that's uh, – <laughs> That's all other thing. Uh, I just think that it was a very smart move. You lean into that. It's the same reason why when you look around at a lot of the eateries that have come here to Arizona in the last five years, you got Lou Malnati's, you got, you know, yeah, uh, Portillo's, yeah. you got all these places. Yeah, they're trying to make all the Chicago people feel feel welcome and comfortable. Well, I mean, they, sure. they're tired of hearing them go, man, back in Chicago, we got this Italian yeah, beef right. place, right? They're, they're like, like, we just don't want to hear up, it we'll anymore. bring it to you, you know? Like, that's what they did. But they did that with the stadium, and I think it's successful. Whenever you go out to Sloan Park for a baseball game, it is packed. Like, I, yeah. I, I rarely see other stadiums. I think Scottsdale is probably the only other stadium I see as actively packed with that team's fans yes. as yeah. Sloan Park. You know, those two stadiums for – for the Cubs and for the Giants, they just have a tremendous following at those ballparks, and that really makes them kind of a, a unique experience to visit. The chat disagrees with you guys. The what? chat thinks it should be a step below. The chat I, says I a. would like I would like to propose that halfway between A and S is the letter J, according to my calculations. Hmm. Uh, so maybe we we add a a J tier <laughs> and an S load park there. S junior tier. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. S right. junior. Yeah, not a, way not a W tier because yeah. don't they fly the W when they take a win? No, no. I, mm. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not going that far. But <laughs> not pandering. Um, what else do we got? Uh, for now, we can just leave it. Do you want to move it down to A? We'll let the chat have 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 their say here. We can put it down to A. Put I'm it down to A. a. Right. Let's bust we'll, it down we'll, to a. we'll cater to them. Okay, let's do it. Let's bust it down to A. Sorry, sorry, Cubs fans. Suck it. All right, and then we got Scottsdale. <laughs> you, and I, you and I might tier. fight. You, you and I might fight. Hell tier. You're putting Scottsdale in hell, hell tier. tier. <laughs> What is your problem? No, there? actually, again, if we're going based on um, press box experiences, I have. It is pretty. It is pretty bad. Like yeah. I have a <laughs> terrible press box experience most of the time, but then they feed me free food. They used to feed feed us Don Charlie's when That's that was true. open. Yeah, they and do that have makes snacks. you forget all about all of the other stuff. Yeah, they have this whole snack area. Yeah. Diamondbacks. What are we doing? They just have like trail mix and little bags of Ritz bits and, and yeah. Such. But it, it's because there's such a small amount of space in the Scotts. Stadium press box. They, they have to people, make up for People it. are going to be like standing yeah. around. So they're like, all right, at least we'll give you food. We're gonna right? You need nourishment in order to stand <laughs> for nine innings, basically, is what they're telling the people in the press uh, box. Um, yeah, no, I, I honestly don't have a lot of problems with Scottsdale Stadium from a viewing standpoint. Like, I think to go there as a fan, it's kind of a fun ballpark. But uh, I, I agree with Danielle where it's – like to work it, it's a miserable experience. It's very old. It's very antiquated. There's a lot of bugs. I've never worked it. I don't get the bugs. There's so many bugs there. And like, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things like getting down to the field is complicated and weird. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of things there that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But from a, from a location standpoint, I think it's so central to everything. I mean, That's Old fine. Town is accessible. That's fine. I've only ever been to a game on the party decks and like, those are like to watch a baseball game from the party the decks are uh, atrocious they are See, i like it they are hideous i'm not saying that they're not a fun time they're fucking hideous i can't stand looking at them when we're in the press box I'm well like, get off your high horse old yeah, man 
man. It reminds me. Okay, so like it's funny because it does bring a true Southern California experience over if you've ever been to like neighborhoods along, especially around beach areas. They can't build new houses. Like you can't like <laughs> sell your house and go buy another big house because they're so expensive and so hard to find that you won't. So people just build these atrocious add-ons to their house to make them taller and bigger. And you see them all over this place. And some of them look rickety as hell. Like there was no contractor involved or permits. Uh, but yeah, it's that's what the party decks remind I've me. always had a great time. So where are we putting at? If you want, let me I would, it I would really put it in close to my house, Derek. I it's would really put it in my house. house. But I don't think people agree with me. <laughs> no, because you're wrong and you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it's in a it's in a like my the location of my house aside it's in like a cool area it's in a it's, great it's area to only, like go have some drinks and then it's, go see yeah, a ball it's game it's the only stadium that's in like i guess i mean it's it's like at least semi walkable right like there's stuff around it it's in like downtown scottsdale lots basically. of parking in old town uh, yeah old, old town scottsdale really um yeah so i think it i think it's cool it's cool to have a stadium kind of right in the city like that okay uh, so. no, nothing else is like it in in that sense some of the scoreboards there i'm not super impressed with i, I get kind of a yeah I get kind of like an old school vibe when I'm there. Like, man, I feel like this this place needs to be modernized a little bit. It's, it's the opposite of what they did with Surprise Stadium, where they made renovations that made it look more modern and such. Like I said, I, I really yeah. don't. I get the party deck area and the stuff they did. I just don't like it. And it's not the kind of renovations that they should have focused on. So so maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a C. Let's go. See, I'd give you B. You're but giving us I don't B. I don't matter. But like the logo is elite. First and foremost, it's yeah, it is the best logo of all. Care. Of these. We don't care about the logo. That's why we can't see it. It's so small. Look at how small it looks on screen. But Nobody from a perspective of the games that I've attended, I I don't think it's any worse than Tempe Diablo. Like, all right, fine, fine. Let's you want put it, it at a B. You want it B? That's the highest. At the end of the I day, I don't go. matter. You guys, that matter, is the highest so. I will allow it to go. I've had pleasant experiences there, but once again, it's because they bribed me with food. And when you bribe me with food, I will bump you up on the tier maker list. It's it's just a fact. The stadium, ha the last thing I'll say on Scottsdale Stadium, it does have like a, there's like a sense of intimacy there that maybe yeah. other ballparks yeah. don't have. And it feels like a toy ballpark. Like yeah, that. there's not that many seats. You feel like you're closer to the, you feel like you're really close to the action really no matter where you sit. And I have um, to factor in the Giants like fan base and like how electric it is to be there for a Giants yeah. game. Like people yeah. really do come out. And I mean, I, I, I felt a couple of times like that was something unique. You just don't get that kind of presence. You know, other spring training games, whether it's on the weekend or whatever, you have kind of fans there, you know, and they're just whatever. They're like hanging out, drinking with their friends. The Giants fans were locked in. They were all there. They were in their gear and they were, you know, ready to watch, you know, or, or you know, like root on for every place. So like that part of it, uh, that that. I, I guess that fan aspect was. But you know cool. why they do the party decks? I mean, the whole stadium it's is basically, it's done by the Thunderbirds, who are the people that do the waste management. I mean, they have a huge hand in all of that. Okay. So, like, they're yeah. like, party, they're like, party, oh, party, party, party. This, yeah, we'll bring yeah. this to a baseball stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Bring Have bands play during the between the sixth and the seventh inning. I'll okay, but talk about that night at Chase Field. Like, anytime they do the giant band in right field and Ch at Chase Field. Oh. Elite. Yeah. That so just like, needs to be I think the atmosphere long. needs to be in baseball 24-7. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, we got Hohokam and we have uh, Maryvale. 
Uh, Hocom, honest, I've spent very little time there. I didn't cover a game there last year. I think I went once when I was younger uh, to see practice on the backfields. So I'm going to let you voice your opinion on Hocom. Uh, I don't have a strong a strong opinion here. It's another charming Arizona ballpark. Like It, re- it very much reminds me when I go to Hocom of going to spring training games when I was a kid. That was sure. the only baseball I got in my life when I was a kid aside from my one terrible trip to Dodger Stadium, uh, but they definitely have not renovated it as much as they should have. I think that's one knock sure. to it. And again, these 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 ballparks they're rocking during spring, so there's no reason to not you know try to continue to modernize these ballparks. And and I mean, hell, man, make them if you if you continue to do renovations, they become. You know, that's something that you can use for things other than just spring training games. And that's, I think, a big important part of this. Um, but I, I do have, I do uh, have a special place in my in my heart for Hohokam. Uh I want to say C tier. Yeah, I think C. I mean, I think I'm on board with it that. deserves better than cool that. logo. Great logo. Absolutely. Cool logo. Absolutely fire. Yeah. Logo. All right. Last is uh, American Family Fields of. What does that say in the bottom? Of Phoenix. Of Phoenix. But it's not in Phoenix. This is this is the people who are in charge of this ballpark, whomever it is, trying to not brand the stadium off of the not great part of town that it is in, uh, which is Maryvale. Uh, that has always been, in my mind, the primary knock on this ballpark is that it is a it is a beautiful place. Yeah. Um but outside the stadium, the surrounding area is not is not a good part of town, and it's always been literally just called uh, Maryvale, yeah. Maryvale Park, I guess it was. Just, it's just Maryvale. Uh, yeah, you gotta and, go out to Maryvale. Yeah, and that's not you don't want to brand yourself that way. So now it's American <laughs> Family Fields of Phoenix, which is very catchy, and ev- everyone loves the new name, I'm sure. Um, but I, I don't know. This feels like it should belong somewhere in the middle, the, the neighborhood, the area, uh, the drive for me. Uh, is is a you know those are all negatives, but somewhere somewhere in the middle C maybe B I could see this. What do you what do you think? I think C is a fairly accurate. Uh, there, there's just uh, there's just not a lot there, right? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's also the Brewers, and if you're a Diamondbacks fan, it's just hard to like anything Brewers related, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the reason why the Camelback is in the hell tier. We and we know it. We know it. That's the reason, real reason why it's there. Uh, I think we nailed this. So, of course, you guys let us know how much you disagree with I'm us. I'm sure people on social media I'm will sure think we nailed this, too. I'm sure they're going to completely be furious with us. But So, in, in summary, for, for people on, on audio, we've got Salt River Fields in S tier. We've got uh, Sloan Park and Goodyear Ballpark in A. Surprise Stadium, Tempe Diablo. Scottsdale Stadium in B. Peoria, Hocom, American Family Fields in C. And then we have Camelback Ranch. All by itself. Uh, all by itself. Down in hell. <laughs> Suck it, Camelback Ranch. <laughs> That's how we feel. Get some shade. Yeah, get some shade. All right. Well, uh, not meaning to throw shade, but now that Damon isn't here, maybe we could plan our boys trip without him to Gila River Casinos. <laughs> right? Sorry. Sorry, Damon, you didn't include me. And since you're in Las Vegas having a good time, I'm going to take Faj and I'm going to take Jesse. Uh, and we're going to go have a good time. 
at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Nobody does it better than Gila River. Uh, they offer, offer an authentic and immersive experience. Forget having to travel all the way to Las Vegas to get in on all that action. That city is a goddamn mess right now. You don't want to be a part of all of that yeah. Super Bowl action. You know that they have like 40 other conventions and things going on this week as well. So you're just not going to get anywhere anytime. But what you can do is enjoy a wonderful weekend, a wonderful staycation with our friends at Gila River Resorts and Casino. Visit their state-of-the-art gaming floor. It has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live gaming tables, and of course, Arizona's largest casino sports book. So head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you Let them show you what Next Level is all about. They will show you. Uh, you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Uh, also, if you want to have some fun uh, with the gambling, you want to get down uh, on some sports, make sports even more fun, get down the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Of course, I discussed uh, never, never, ever trusting Aaron Gordon again. You probably yes, shouldn't yes. either. But, um, but what, by Aaron, you meant Eric is what we discovered. <laughs> That's right. And never trust either one of those people. Never trust <laughs> Anyone Aaron with Gordon. the last name Gordon is trouble. All right. All right. Stay away from them. But what you can do, uh, get down the same game parlay, of course, uh, with the Suns team being red hot. It's a great time uh, to bet on that team. What you can also do is download the Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit betmgm.com and sign up using our bonus code of PHNX. Deposit at least $5 in your newly created account. Place a wager in that amount of at least $5 at a standard odds price or more. And once you do, you will receive $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager based on Super Bowl 58. Sign up for BetMGM right now and use that bonus code PHNX. Again, place your first bet sportsbook uh, through the sportsbook uh, app right now uh, for at least $5. You will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Available in the U.S. Call 877 8 Y or text Hope Y 467 New York. Call 1 800 327 5 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 Next Step Arizona. 1 800 Bets Off Iowa. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1 800 991 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. See, it's like I talk about Damon and then there he is doing the disclaimer. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys for being part of our PHNX diehard family. If you already are one, of course, if you are not sign up today, uh, what you can do is get down on our offer to get a free shirt from the phnxlocker.com. What you will get is access to our discord lounge where we will be having our first edition of my game show squeeze play, where I am your game show host and cogs is going to be. One of your contestants, if he shows up on time, we'll see. Uh, we also uh, will have some of you guys. We need two more contestants, which I will be picking tomorrow. So make sure if you're a diehard, you are here on tomorrow's show. Uh, because I'm, on the show. I'm going to pick them on the show. I'm going to select oh, wow. them. You have to be here in the live chat to be part of our first edition of Squeeze Play. Why would you want to be on that show, you ask? Well, the winner will get a free T-shirt of your choosing from the phnxlocker.com. So... That's not enticing enough. I don't know what is. Of course, if you're a diehard, make sure to either get down on being a contestant or make sure to watch it over on our Discord channel. It is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. As well as you'll get Jesse's, uh, all, all Jesse's content. You get access to all of our writers' content. You get access to partners, uh, deals with our partners, deals on our events, and so much more. So join us today over here at gophnx.com. Uh, found a funny video of Alec Thomas on Instagram talking a little bit about his future rating uh future stars rating on mlb the show yeah this isn't 
my understanding is this is not a recent video. This oh, is it like, is not. This is like back a few years ago when I, I want to say when Alec was in the Futures game and MLB The Show had like a special card of him or whatever. And so they have all his ratings and he was reacting to his ratings. Um, and it, yeah, it's kind of funny. And it's delightful. This is what Alec had to say about his ratings back then. What up, guys? All right. I'm not 175 pounds. 185. Born in Illinois. Not born in Illinois. Born in Tucson, Arizona. Um, the power, you gotta give me a little bit more power, bro. Come on. Uh, everything else is decent, but the arm, the arm's getting better. It doesn't even matter. We throw through the cutoff anyway. What else we got? Bunt? We don't bunt. There's no need. You can put that at a zero if you want. Just kidding. Gotta have a little bunting skills. On scene. <laughs> somehow i missed that video when it, uh, oh my when it god first happened, uh, he's not wrong about the cutoff man that's for sure we hit the cutoff man now the bunting <laughs> thing i might have to disagree with a little bit but uh it is kind of hilarious to see him say that stuff uh on a team that has uh you know uh problem or i'm not problem but i mean benefited from like small ball stuff like Alec get your yes. you gotta get your stuff up there right uh, he wasn't necessarily like the, the foremost member of, of bunt club um but he was he was one of the members we did see Alec uh bunt from, now from, Alex does bunt he does bunt now yeah uh so yeah that, that's kind of funny he did have a night a rating of 94 which it's it's hard for <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't be too disappointed with that that's that's pretty good uh if Alec Thomas in Valak Thomas right now were like genuinely worthy of a 94 rating. I yeah. think Diamondback fans would be very, very happy with that. Uh, he's he's a bit he's a little bit of a step below that right now, but um, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't satisfied. And I mean, no no player is right. I, I would be surprised. Like no matter how high the ratings are, no. players are always going to be disappointed with something or other. Christian Walker, I remember when they did the video revealing his uh, his numbers. I think last year for MLB yeah. the show, he was he was pretty okay with it. He was pretty okay with it. Elise says we don't bunt. Tori saw that and said bet. Yeah, He's like <laughs> and I and I took exception to that. Is what yeah. Tori said. <laughs> Uh, Gabriel Ferrer says he's so cute. Yes, he's adorable. That's not wrong. You're not wrong about that. Uh, Connor Mormon, uh, don't bunt, hit game tying dingers in the LCS instead. That's also very cool. Maybe better than bunting, perhaps. Sure, but, sure. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, he's incredible. Great to see that uh, that video of Alec Thomas aging very well. And can't wait to see him next week uh, at some point. They're already yeah. out there. The Diamondbacks are posting Instagram pictures of them already out there in training. And like, when you see the shot that they post, it's not like one guy. There are, there are a lot of players in the background that you see around there uh, already here at Silver Fields getting their training in. So that's very exciting to see. So I couldn't uh, help but notice that uh, on those ratings, if I'm remembering correctly, his contact against lefties was actually pretty decent. Mm. Um, so that would be that would be a very positive development if uh, if future Alec Thomas was was in fact what that uh, MLB The Show card said said it would be. It's no baseball savant page. We know that. We know that. <laughs> but anyway. I'm still waiting for MLB The Show to have full-on baseball savant pages. Oh It'd be the greatest day God. of my life. <laughs> we would never be able to pry you away from a video game. So no. No. Just no. Just no. Just no. Just no. entire life on a video game. <laughs> I would be obsessing over like the like the chase rate, the whiff rate of like every, every player on my team. Seeing the improvement rates and such. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, my God. Uh, we thank you guys, of course 
course, for stopping by. Uh, again, we will be back here tomorrow at 1 p.m., so make sure to join us then. In the meantime, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse's at Jesse and Friedman. Of course, Father Overlord Jacob, he is at Jacob underscore Franklin for because he's the fourth best Jacob Franklin. There's a ranking system that we have not uh had enough input in to be honest he's the fourth him. best of the ones who have the underscore do we know who i don't one, know two and three i don't are? know his his ranking among all of the Jacob no friends. i know one of them some sort of astrophysicist mm, or something so yeah that you know, makes I'm, sense you're not surpassing yeah. that one but anyway. <laughs> uh we do appreciate you guys though for following all of us you can make sure to follow the show at phnx underscore dbacks but all roads do lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much for stopping by we appreciate your time and remember kids Baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you live in Arizona during spring training.